Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Football. Energy drinks. Beer. More football. Welcome to Bink at Night. And welcome to Bink at Night. Jay Binkley, Grant Nicholson producing the operation. Interesting moment I had last Sunday. Grant and I finally uh, brought each other a donut, but we did it the same day at the same time. The stars aligned. Serendipity. No, no dinner brought by either of us tonight. Ah, it's busy. We haven't done that yet, though. So since we're doing these Wednesday night things, well, we don't all just get to just hang out at the station and drink beer like you do all day. That was just an hour, <laughs> and it was a tasting. A tasting. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I wish I had a break in the middle of the day where I could have six beers. You want to come do that with us? I'll arrange it with Dot. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be fun. Yeah. We'll get you. We're looking for our next guest, Grant. Royals get the win today in San Francisco, avoiding a five-game losing streak. Even though they were out hit by the Giants, just four hits, they made it count. Now is the fun time for the Royals because they get to go play the A's. The A's sitting right there with the Royals. The A's are in the middle of a tanking session for this season as they're trying to uh, get themselves moved to Las Vegas. They've lost two in a row, one and nine. 21 wins for the A's, 21 wins for the Royals. You know what they say, Grant? Throw the record books out the window. Throw them out the window. For the Royals and the A's. I mean, is that a good thing? I can't tell by your tone. Hopefully you're working one of those games, man. Why? Hopefully. I don't want the West Coast games. You don't? Nah, because then I I like working with Vern, but you got to hang out here till 1 a.m. And I got stuff to do the next day. At 1 a.m.? Oh, the next day. Yeah, I can't be standing up till 1 a.m. Whenever I'm not, I'm not a young buck anymore. (laughs) You are. 24, 25. I'm 26 now, Bink. Oh, my God. I'm basically dead. Oh, my God. You're one year after having your insurance lowered at 25 years old. That's the last true milestone of a man when you get to 25 and you get to lower your insurance. It's 26. Is it 26 It's now? 26. I stayed on, you stay on your parents until you're 26. Now you're off. I'm now off. You're off of it. I'm in, the, I'm in the real world now, Bink. You can't milk. Actions have consequences. You can't milk that cow anymore. You're your own man now. You know what? You should be on your own insurance anyway. Yeah, I know. You're a grown man. You're preaching to the choir. Preaching to what choir? What, your My dad's choir, saying? yeah. 
Your dad's right. It's time for you to suck it up, buttercup, and start paying your own insurance. You know what I'm saying? Live in the real world like the rest of us. Maybe you do deserve another donut. Something to make up for this. But the Royals now, they've suffered uh, six losing streaks of four games or more. Glad this one was halted for the Royals. Still a long West Coast road trip in Oakland for three, and then they go to the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, who are struggling as well. They were on a 12-game losing streak, Grant. And this one, <laughs> when the Royals play the Angels here, the next series, it's interesting. You know they fired their manager, Joe Madden. I, know, I, I like Joe Madden. I liked when he was with the Rays. I liked when he was with the Cubs. He's an interesting guy. He's a very interesting guy uh, as a manager. Uh, a player's manager, right? They like like playing for Joe Mann. And he had a lot of success. You know, he takes the Rays, the World Series, you know, Cubs, you name it. But did you hear what happened the day that he got fired? I uh, I, I think I did. So ago? Yeah. Has to do with a, a hairdo. He went and got a mohawk. An old man like Joe Madden went and got a mohawk to try to inspire his team. And I always think those things are hokey when a manager does those kind of things. It's kind of like Tony Pena when he's the manager of the Royals and he showered with his uniform. But is there anything worse than a manager Joe Madden's age going out and getting a mohawk the day he's fired? Like that, he didn't even get to show the team. He didn't get to inspire him with his mohawk. Can you see him getting called into the office to be let go? And he's sitting there with his mohawk. <laughs> what the GM said, you know, looking at Joe Man, like, what the hell have you just done? Well, I shaved my head to inspire it's for the my team, team, man. Oh, Joe, we're letting you go. See, is that a regrettable decision? When he walks into the meeting with the haircut, don't you like, eh, I'll give him one more game. Maybe the haircut's a <laughs> I mean, good thing. When you hear that story, like he gets the Mohawk to inspire the team, then they let him go that day. I mean, to me, if I'm the Angels, if I, if I find out that Joe Madden, you know, gave himself a Mohawk. You got to keep him on, right? I probably would a couple more days. What's it really yeah. matter? Yeah. Uh, but I digress. But it's it's this, this losing streak they were on. They've won since then, but they were on a 12-game losing streak. And right in the middle of it, was that six-game losing streak when Mike Trout? Remember when the whole Tammy or Tommy Fam and the uh, Jock Peterson slap fest that happened? And they brought up Mike Trout was the commissioner of this league, and he's you know talking to the media before the game, and he's expecting all these questions about the six-game losing streak and you know what's going on, and everybody was asking fantasy football questions to him about being the commissioner of this league, and he looked perturbed by it. So much so, we had Whit Merrifield on the show the other day when I was with uh, with Cody, and I asked Whit Grant. I said, "Would you rather talk about a losing streak if you're on a six game losing streak? If people were asking about the Royals and what's going on, you know, talking about your teammates or who's struggling and who's not, or would you rather talk about fantasy football? You know, what Whit's answer was." Probably fantasy football. Fantasy football. <laughs> like, you would have thought Trout would have welcomed this. Okay, this is cool. I thought they were going to talk about how we're struggling, but they want to talk fantasy football, which is still funny that the biggest story in Major League Baseball this year happens to do with fantasy football. Can you name one thing that's happened to Major League Baseball this year more interesting than that? No. It's probably the most talked about thing. Oh, it's the easily baseball. the most talked about thing. It's the only thing that people have talked about baseball that doesn't concern the Royals. 
that I've basically heard all year. I get it. But here's the other thing, too, about today's game, Grant. And this is really why I still pay attention to this team, still enjoy watching the Royals each and every night, even though you, you know the outcome. And what's the definition of sanity? Doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. So am I insane because I watch the Royals? No. So I'm doing the same thing over and over. No, I don't think you're insane. I think you might well, be. By a, definition, I am. You might be a little bored. But definition, well, yeah. yeah, but the outcome's different every single game. You never know. Maybe they'll play good one night. But I'm expecting something different, you know? Okay, now that may be a little insane. At this point, they kind of are what they are. Or a third of the way through the year. I mean, it's to the point now I'm not even superstitious. There used to be the thing, you know, you had to wear the hat, same hat. I don't know if you ever did this. I get real superstitious during sports. In the last couple of years, especially the two years the Chiefs went the Super Bowl back-to-back, I always wore the same shirt on Sundays doing the post game, Same hat. I wanted the same thing. And I remember, because Chiefs Network is up here in the building, um, they, they have a ton of engineers and everything for the you know the Chiefs radio production. They do it right here down the hallway. And they always cater in food. And, you know, I'm up here for the post-game show getting ready. But I remember they went the same thing barbecue like every week, smokehouse barbecue like every week, right? The wins, wins, wins. Then they switched it up to like tacos one night, and the and the Chiefs lost. And I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> you got to keep the same thing going if you're winning. But I will say this, watching Bobby Witt Jr. and what he's doing, that gives you hope. You get a real star there. And here's the one thing with Bobby Wood Jr. It's going to be like Tatis and these other young stars. You're going to be thinking long-term extension, right? He's going to break the bank here soon. Because now guys get paid when they're young before they hit that point. Before they hit the point where you have to pay them, you do. And that's going to be the mega deal for the Kansas City Royals. Whenever you think, okay, are they going to trade Salvador Perez, the big contract they gave him? This is one of the reasons why. He's just fun to watch. He's one of those guys, he does something every game. And it's rare for a baseball player to do something every game that just stands out. You know, because maybe the ball's just not hit, hit. Maybe they go for four and the ball's not hit to him. But he's making a fantastic play defensively. It's a speed on the base pass. He's launching another monster home run. He, he's just doing something every game where you say, you know what, that stands out. Remember, it, it kind of reminds me of Mike Trout when he was on his MVP runs where – just every night he did something to say, okay, like you know he was there. Like you can watch Royals games and you won't even – Nicky Lopez will play and you're like, nothing stood out to you at all. But Bobby Witt Jr. does. Did you know this? There's been 91 instances – this is what Dave Holtzman put out from uh, Bally Sports. It does the stats for the TV broadcast for the Royals. This was two days ago. 91 instances of a player reaching 31 feet per second sprint speed this season. Bobby Wood Jr. has 17 of them. I think he added two more of them today. Can you imagine that? He's got 17 of the 91 instances. He's the only AL player to be in the top 10 in both extra base hits and stolen bases. And 57 balls hit 100 miles per hour, the most among all MLB rookies. 13 of them have hit 110 plus this season. Like, that is just pop coming off the bat. That's excitement. This is what helps the Royals build that downtown stadium they want to eventually because of him. They have the superstar. Don't have the record. 
Worst record in Major League Baseball, but you got this guy. And that's the saving grace. And the other one, too, is MJ Melendez. M- you know, McCovey Cove out there in San Francisco. You know, it's out there in right field. And they have a sign there on the wall. It says 95 splash or 94 splashes. That, that's all the home run balls that have gone straight to the water. They can't bounce. Like Moustakas hit one once and it hit the sidewalk and then bounced in the water. That doesn't count. Melendez did it twice on foul balls. <laughs> I mean, he's got so much power. Like his home run stroke, and I knew once he got that first one, they were going to start the flow. He's got six now. You know, Bobby's got eight. Sal's got nine. But don't forget, MJ played a lot there at the beginning in Omaha and has the has chance at 41 in minor league baseball, the most home runs in minor league baseball last year. Those guys are what brings the excitement. Vinny Pascatino coming up here and Nick Prado. You know, this is hope for the future and sing it. And I, every day that goes by and we don't see him, it's like, what are we waiting for? What are we waiting for? Because you can't get worse. I don't know one today, but you can't get worse. Almost literally, yeah. You can't. Really, literally, you can't get worse. As Clark Griswold said to uh, Ellen during Christmas vacation, we're at the threshold of hell. Nah, but at least they got the W today. It's fun. It's always fun when they win. People are in such a good mood. The hey, 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 hey on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? But people always in a good mood for that. Uh, the World Cup's uh, going to be announced tomorrow as far as the host cities in Kansas City with an outstanding chance um, to get the World Cup in Kansas City. We'll discuss that next. And Ron Kopp, Arrowhead Pride, coming up after that. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. From the J. Southland Toast Service text line 913-586-7610. From the 816, glad to have you on, Bink. Are you ready to throw down some beers with me and my dad at the brewery? Zach. Three Trails Brewing is part of the uh, Cody and Gold garage sale today. He bid good money to sit down and drink beer with yours truly in a four hours on the golf simulator. So not only does him and his dad get four hours on the golf simulator out there at the brewery, we get to drink beer. They get four hours with Jay Binkley in the flesh. Four hours of beer drinking, all for charity, all for the museum, NOBM museum. I heard you're going to be chugging beers too. You're not just drinking them. You're chugging them. I might. Okay. That's what people pay for. (laughs) I mean, they do pay for it. You can show up, Grant. And beat you in a chug contest again? <laughs> it's funny how that video got, got lost. I, it just you fake. turned the video in and it just magically got lost when I beat you. Fake information. Okay. You're lying to the people once again. <laughs> Not a lie. I beat you the first time fair and square. Why don't you go stand out in the yard and tell me when it's going to rain? S- soon, by the looks of it. <laughs> I mean, there's some reason when you and I are together... <laughs> like it rains and no, it's like dark now. And I, I know that usually when I do the show, it's dark. I mean, this is good. You know, remember a lot of times it gets dark at what five 30 in the fall and you go on a six, it's already, you know, pitch black. But lately, you know, I've been leaving and there's still a hint of daylight grant. You it's know, nice. Nine o'clock. It is nice, but it's not now. Cause it's going to storm. 
It reminds me of what, three Sundays ago? You and I were sitting in here, and it just turned pitch black. And then just rained and stormed and everything else. There's something about me doing shows that brings the weather. I'm not kidding. There, the rain, was, man. there was a stretch a couple years ago, and like it seems like every single time I was doing uh, a show or, or was leaving, it was snowing. I mean, there was a long stretch of that, which I don't mind. You know, it's it's what happens. But these storms, man, it's just been like every other day we're getting these. Uh, and not only that, but they're not the rain that like cools things down. It's it's human. It's not it's not the relief of rain that kind of you know whatever. I digress. The good news is tomorrow the World Cup's announcing the host cities, Grant, and this is a big deal. Whether you like soccer or don't like soccer. Do you love your city? Like, do you love Kansas City? Or if you're out in Lee Summit, if you're in Blue Springs, if you're in Gladstone, if you're in Parkville, if you're in Platte City, if you're in KCK, you're in Overland Park, you're in Olathe, you're in Independence, sorry if I'm leaving you out. Doesn't mean I don't love you. But it means for the whole area, because guess what? All these hotels are going to be used. All these hotels, not just the ones in Kansas City. This isn't just Kansas City going to benefit from this. It's everywhere around Kansas City that's going to benefit from this. It's like when the Super Bowl goes to cities. The whole surrounding areas benefit from it. Hotels, restaurants, you name it, stores, sells clothing that probably going to have a bunch of World Cup stuff. You have... You know, everybody from all over the world coming in here. You know, you're talking ranges from 200 to $700 million worth of economic impact. City like Kansas City is probably looking somewhere in the range of $480 million of economic impact from the World Cup event. Put it in perspective, the Big 12 tournament brings in $12 million. That grant is an appetizer at a restaurant. What you're talking about with the World Cup is the steak and shrimp. You're talking the steak. You're talking the surf and turf. You're talking the high-dollar stuff on the menu. You know, not the calamari for 12 bucks. You know what I'm saying? You're getting the real deal. Big 12 tournament's the calamari. This is the surf and turf. It's putting Kansas City on the round $480 million of economic impact. And let's not forget the NFL draft's coming here next year. And that's usually like 115 to 200 million dollars. You're talking 500,000 people visiting. And again, what you're going to see next year when the draft is here, every all the hotel is going to be full because, yeah, it's not a sporting event. So you're not, you know, 75,000 people, you know, at a stadium. No, you're going to have more than that, like three times more that goes into a stadium because people watch the draft from an area, tons of people. And it's not just because there was a ton of people in Vegas. No, there was a ton of people when they had the thing in Cleveland or Dallas or Philadelphia. In Nashville, they had a ton, too. In Nashville, the whole city was full yeah. of it. So Kansas City is getting two major events. Basically, put it this way. The draft was so big in Vegas. You think of all the big events that happened in Las Vegas. That was the single biggest event Vegas has ever had, the draft, when they had it this year. Think about all the major things they've had, Grant. The big-time fights. Tyson in his heyday. You know, the big-time stuff, it's done. Nothing's bigger than the NFL draft. And then you put the World Cup here that's even going to be bigger than that 
financially, these worldwide events, it's hard, it's hard to put in perspective just like how big they are and how big that sport is, you know, worldwide. It's like F1 racing, Grant, something you and I talk about and, and enjoy uh, a little bit, the Formula One. And more and more Americans are getting into more Formula One racing. But it's so big internationally, and it's starting to become so big here too as well. You, you saw what the Dolphins put out, Stephen Ross, their owner. He made more money for the F1 race that was around Dolphin Stadium than a full slate of home games for the Dolphins. I mean, that shows you just you know how big these world-type events are. And with the draft, a major event in Kansas City. So imagine Kansas City, the pelt on the wall, not only are we getting a new airport, which is going to be great timing, by the way. Because I mean, the airport's going to be full. Oh, which, by the way, North the River is going to be killing it, too, because people got to come in from there, eat dinner, stay in hotels and everything else. Um, in my area, my people, the airport people, stand up. That's what I'm talking about. Shout out to anybody in the Northland. Well, Casey's not quite a lock to get one quite yet. People it's not think a lock. It's not a lock. It's not a lock. But people lock. think there's a good chance. They you know think that they were right on the edge, but more likely than not to get a get a game or two. You know what I want you to do right now? Knock on wood with me. Ready? All right. Yep. Ready? One, two, three. There you go. There we go. I'd put her chances at 90%. I Grant, think so, too. Well, Grant Wall, who covers soccer, probably the best guy out there to cover it, put Kansas City on the list. I was looking at CBS thing earlier. They didn't. They had Kansas City just barely missing the cut. But let's face it. When, when Team USA comes out here to the sporting and people go out there and support USA, remember Team USA was complaining because when they are in Cincinnati, you had all these fans, you know, from other countries. Was it, I think Uruguay they were playing? And they had all those fans there. But in here, they filled it with American fans. Team USA fans. They like that. You know why? Because they're playing in the United States. It's nice to have United States fans. And Kansas City shows. That's why, like during the World Cup, they showed the Kansas City power and light. That's not by accident they did that. That stuff stands out. In the training facility and all the things they're doing here in Kansas City, there's a reason for that because they know how much people like sports in this town. But to get those two major events, if, if, if we get the World Cup announcement tomorrow, which should be happening around 4 o'clock, it's like 3.30 to 5.30 to do it. But the, there's a lot of talking that gets involved in this and all that. And I don't – I think they draw this thing out longer than the uh, March Madness brackets. But if it gets announced, plus you've already got the NFL draft, what's next? This puts you, this puts you in the big time, man. It's not St. Louis getting this stuff. This is Kansas City. Think about the Midwest. Kansas City is the king of the Midwest if this happens. Can't touch it. Think about this whole area we have. And Kansas City is going to have a World Cup. They've got the NFL draft. Kansas City, I know people consider this flyover country. You can't call an area flyover country that gets a World Cup and an NFL draft. You can't do it anymore. That part's out the window. You know, I always wanted to be mayor and have one of those crop pictures of a middle finger. So when people fly over, fly over country. That's what you do if you were mayor? Damn right. You, if you first thing you're doing as mayor is like, hey, when can we do the flyover picture and get all the citizens to make like a giant middle finger? My first order of mayor was do a crop uh, cut of a middle finger. So when planes fly over, they can see. 
Man, I, I'm not sure if I'd vote for you if that was your platform. Well, why? That's the only thing you're running on? Is we'll make sure that people don't think this is flyover country. We'll just... it, would be a, it would be a big thing on the agenda. Okay. All right. <laughs> and the other thing would be tax breaks on breweries. Sure. Yeah, of course. Anything for the locals. Then we get to schools at some point and road construction and pothole fixing. But I found that people don't complain about potholes when uh, the sports teams are good. When the Chiefs and Royals, the city, you know, always sends out the surveys at the end of the year, your, your quality of living. And like when the Royals went, went to the World Series in 14 and 1 and 15, like the surveys were coming back like, I mean, the potholes in this town are always bad. You know that. They're everywhere. It's like playing Frogger dodging potholes in this town. I mean, I keep breaking my windshield because of things that fly up and do it. I, I have to get safety inspected here soon, like in a couple months. But it's like the second windshield I've replaced in the last six months. And I'm not, I'm not going to replace it until like probably three days before I get inspected. You know why? Because the minute I do it, it'll break again. Crack yeah. it. <laughs> That's my luck, man. That's my luck. But, man, you get these big events. It puts you up there, man. It puts you up there with you have bragging rights over other cities. I mean, you really do. You've got people volunteering. Somebody from the 816 says he farms 2,000 acres. If you get to be mayor, he's got plenty of fields where you could. Is, get it, your- is, is it close enough to where by the airport? So at least, you know, you're not going to see it from 35,000 feet. But if it's near enough, the airport, when, when, you know, the plane's taken off and they've reached, you know, about 15,000 feet. They can see the middle finger. People are on board, man. It's a popular idea. All right. Well, good. You know, let's 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 do this, man. I'll run on middle fingers. I mean, to be honest, before you even said that, I kind of assumed that'd be similar to what your platform would be, anyways. And you know, it would probably get it, it would probably get votes. <laughs> to be quite, I would vote for a guy that wanted to do that. Honestly, I'd probably like, oh, this guy's pretty cool. <laughs> let's, let's do that. Speaking of cool, we'll talk to Ron Cop, ArrowheadPride.com, minicamp. Uh, one more day for the Kansas City Chiefs next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to Bank at Night, J.B. Inkley, Grant Nicholson. From the 507... I work for a local law enforcement agency, and we've had meetings and planning sessions with KCPD in Jackson County for large event security. Law enforcement's planning, man, but they're proactive. Because you got to have a plan in place. Whether you get it or not, you always have to have a plan. I mean, we've got at least one coming up with the draft. That's why I like the local law enforcement around here so well. They plan ahead because you don't want to be caught. All right, what do we do now? Now, it's 2026, you put plans forward. But think about this, too. Think if we do get it here, they're going to need that maybe that extra parking. What if that expedites the Royals' move to downtown? If it happens, so many so many different dominoes can fall because of this. I have a feeling I'll spend a lot of time on this tomorrow night. But right now, I'm going to spend some time talking about those Kansas City Chiefs with my man, Ron Kopp, lead analyst over at ArrowheadPride.com. Good evening to you, Ron. Evening, Jay. You're you're definitely thinking big picture tonight. It sounds like you've been, uh, you know, you're, you're thinking about the the Kansas City big picture. I love it, um, and I'm I'm pumped for the draft, man. You know, uh, speaking of that, man, I'm just I'm I'm fired up, dude. 
um, just the fact that, you know, uh, we're going to, we're going to have a whole season just kind of knowing we're going to have the draft here, kind of getting ready for, it, you know, having it all hyped up. I'm, I'm so pumped for next April. I know we got a whole season until that, obviously, but you talking about, it, it's got me fired up all over again. For well, it, so. Here's the thing about it, man. What, it, what it does for your city, you know, what it does for your city, as far as the profile, you know, this is, I mean, think about St. Louis, and and I'm not going to bag on St. Louis or any of that. I mean, you know, they're they're a city that's just just like us, just down the road, you know, on the other side of the state. But but think about them, you know, they've had a football team ripped from them twice, you know. Um, yeah, they, they they care too much where they went to high school, and, and not about <laughs> anything else. But the bottom line is, you know, they're sitting here and they're looking at what's going on in their own state. When they look over and say, whoa, World Cup coming to Missouri, but it's going to Kansas City, the NFL draft. And you know people from St. Louis will be at the NFL draft. I mean, that's a drivable distance. They'll be here. People from Iowa, people from North Dakota, South Dakota, Colorado, Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Mississippi, Alabama, they'll all be up here to watch the NFL draft. And the thing about it is, Ron, I mean, when you see it and when, you know, the NFL – released its uh, calendar this week for next year and seeing Kansas City there. We already knew it was coming, but Tom Pelissero, you know, February 21st through March 7th, the franchise tag and transition tag window next year. March 15th, the league year begins. Then right there, 2023, NFL draft in Kansas City, April 27th to 29th. Anytime you see your city listed in these kind of things, you know, the old chest sticks out like a peacock a little bit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> of course. But yeah. No, and, and shout Yeah, and, and shout out the first round. First round's gonna happen on my birthday, twenty fifth birthday, so that'll be fun next year. Um but yeah, also just just the fact that I feel like Kansas City always proves you know, proves proves good whenever they get these opportunities, right? Whenever they get these big shots. I feel like we always come through with the, with the people. And you mentioned everyone coming from all over. That's the beauty of Chiefs Kingdom, man. There there's there's Chiefs fans everywhere and they and they do flock when we need them to. So, yeah, no, I'm, I think we're going to, uh, you know, definitely help our case for that, uh, you know, the World Cup like you were talking about next year. Kansas City is often doubted, but it only produces. You know, exactly, the Royals yeah. were doubted. They won a world championship. The Chiefs have been doubted. They went two straight Super Bowls, won one. They're still doubted after winning the division six straight years. You know, you get the draft here. But I'm saying, if, you, if you're St. Louis, you're going, what the hell are we doing as a city when Kansas City's getting a worldwide event that could bring in $480 million of economic impact, add a couple hundred million dollars more for the NFL draft. And as I was telling Grant earlier, you know, the, the draft that was just in Vegas, that's the largest event they've ever had. And Las Vegas yeah. is the king of having everything, every convention, you name it, they've done it. That was the biggest event. It'll be the biggest event we've ever had here in, in this city. And it's not even going to be close. The Big 12 tournament brings in like 12 million. You know, everybody's always proud about bringing in the Big 12 tournament. That's great. That's great. All, all these things help the city. No question about it. Helps the economic impact of the city. But, you know, put your seatbelts on bar and restaurant owners. It's about <laughs> to be a rough ride, but a fun ride and a profitable ride as well. And you know what? The, these restaurants need it. After the pandemic and being shut down. Yeah. I mean, what perfect timing, man. Because there's so many, yeah. I, I have a good friend that, you know, bought a restaurant and a bar, bar grill type restaurant during the pandemic. Well, he bought it before the pandemic 
And the pandemic killed him, man, because he didn't have, you know, all the, the business for drive, you know, for the pickup orders yet. He hadn't established mm-hmm. it yet. And he had to go yeah. into business. That was his lifelong dream to open up a business. And he had to close it. And that pissed me off. And it's like, you know, but now getting all that money back in here, I don't think we realize, like, how big this is for a city. Well, I, it speaks to how crazy big the NFL draft is nowadays. I mean, people just eat up, you know, whether it's content, whether it's us talking about the drafts, whether it's mock drafts, whether it's, you know, big boards. I mean, everyone loves talking the NFL draft, even if college, you know, even if they don't even watch college football, you know, it's, it's once that season turns, man, everyone loves talking about who's going to be the next guy, you know, what team, what positions each team needs. It, it really has grown. It's, it's, it's insane how popular it is. I mean, you know, you can – you look at the other drafts, the other sports drafts, and, and nothing – you know, the NBA has, has tried, I feel like, to, to maybe get close to where it's a primetime event, but it still is nowhere near, you know, the impact that the NFL draft has. And you're right, man. It's crazy how much it's grown, and it, it, there's going to be so many people here just to watch, you know, college kids get drafted. But, you know, that's, that's how – just a testament to how big the NFL is, man. You know, the NFL is just so popular. It's, it's – it really is the, the you know the the most popular sport by far. It's well, insane. You know, and even this area, you know, we have an MLS team. We've got a we've got a NASCAR a track that we get two races yeah. a year. I mean, we get a lot of stuff here, man. We do the the city's profile has grown so much, and not only that. And I know that you know an NHL team moving here, NBA team moving here, is a pipe dream at this point. But is it really? Because you start adding all this other stuff. You kind of become attractive to uh, wayward owners, kind of uh, eyes batting in well, other uh, other uh, different yeah. directions. Well, yeah, and and you know, one day, you know, there's going to be a pretty wealthy guy that uh, a former Chiefs quarterback, maybe that uh, you know, is going to be having some power uh, to, to get some uh, some other sports teams here. So, yeah, no, I know I. Patrick Mahomes has, is already building Kansas City up, you know, bringing Whataburger, bringing all this stuff here, you know, uh, investing in the city. And uh, I, that is where I feel like that's where maybe an NBA team could come in the future. But, uh, you know, that's that's down the line. That's, that's your big picture tonight, Jay. I love it. Big picture Jay down, uh, out here. You know, speaking tonight. of Whataburger, uh, Mahomes, you know, there's like a couple groups that, that own Whataburgers, right? Mahomes uh, is in a different group. That I mean, not all the Whataburgers are owned by the same people, right? But his first yeah. one that he's involved in opened up a KCK. And I'm proud to find out there's another one within probably three minutes of me that's a Mahomes-operated deal is moving oh, nice. with like three minutes from me. Are you kidding me? <laughs> there I mean, you, you go. You, yeah, you're set up. You want to talk about some excitement, Ron. <laughs> excitement, yeah. Well, how about mandatory minicamp? I mean, I feel like that's, you know, that's definitely ramped up the excitement with only one day left and kind of the last. I know, man. Come out of Chiefs. You know, this is we're on the cliff, dude. We're on. We're about to go into the abyss of nothing to talk. Of, you know, nothing to get from the Chiefs content-wise for about a month and a half. So, uh, yeah, that's that's. You know, we'll, we'll try to. We're trying to squeeze all the juice out of the uh, mandatory minicamp excitement this week. And no news is good news when this happens because you don't want your players in the news whatsoever. What did you make of the Jarek McKinnon signing? Because he was just out there. And yet, if we wonder if there were some conversations with the Chiefs, he was looking for the right spot to go. Listen, I mean, last year he had 100 yards rushing and, you know, a little over that receiving. But in the postseason, he had far more yards, total yards, than he did during the regular season. I know he was hurt and stuff like this, but he still played in, in 12 games. He showed a lot of pop and flash. 
He showed a lot of pop and flash in the postseason. You're like, where was that all year? But what did well, you? He was, yeah, yeah. Well, if you remember last preseason, I remember he was showing off a little bit. We all kind of all saw the juice where he there. There just was a little something different with the way he ran compared to you know the other guys in the room at that point. And yeah, some injuries and just you know other guys stepping up too. You know, obviously Daryl played a big part in the offense last year. Daryl Williams and Clyde obviously had his his big role too. But man, once he got that shot in the postseason, he he, he did look exceptional. Especially you know one thing I remember specifically was how good he is like in in on passing downs in terms of being that the pass protector, but also being really good in the screen game, being able to kind of you know the timing of it. I just remember the timing of it. You know, syncing up with your lineman to maximize you know the the play call itself you know um not giving it away too quickly to to you know allow a defender to break it up so i think mckinnon's veteran presence because you know they they always want a veteran type of guy right and then so i think this is that guy that they want on the team i think he does you know he's a part of this team and yeah i think there's just a it gives you a nice solid trio and then that fourth spot is really intriguing right who's going to step up and and even if there is a fourth spot we don't know for sure if the chiefs keep four backs I think they do with what they have right now, but that fourth spot between Derek Gore, Pacheco, Jaron Ely, you know that's a, that's a, a very uh, intriguing spot to watch uh, when training camp starts. So I mean, a lot of things can happen. We know that you know running back can get injured in training camp. That just, I mean, that's just the reality of the situation. It can happen, but depth depth is there. Like I really like the running back room right now. I mean, with exactly. the depth that they have. But what do you think the McKinnon? signing means for ball distribution odd man out like where do you see it would you say that i mean i, I clyde's gonna go in as the one but obviously they're not 100 percent backing clyde well because they bring in all these other guys if you're 100 percent sold that that's your guy you're not making these moves you're not but yeah and and no, I, I do think Clyde will be that that number one guy, but you're right. I think Jarek's skill set and what they want, you know, Clyde to be able to do this year, you know, Jarek has already kind of, you know, been impressive at doing, you know, in terms of being a passing down back. You know, Daryl Williams played a lot of the passing down reps before with Clyde um, on the team. And down the stretch when Daryl wasn't available, it was Jarek McKinnon, obviously, on a lot of those passes too. Now Clyde got mixed in a little bit, uh, but it, it was, you know, primarily other backs playing that passing down role. And that's the thing. That's the most important role with Daryl gone. You know, I, I project Clyde to take over that specific role on those third downs, you know, any third down passing situations. Because that early down work, you know, Clyde should get a lot of it too. But, you know, Ronald Jones is more of an early down back than a, than a passing down back. And so you, you'd hope Clyde kind of takes that passing down back role and, and runs with it, right? But that's the thing. Jarek's strengths, what Jarek excels at and what he was good at down the stretch in the postseason last year, you know, is, is that – particular role and so if he comes in and, and still you know just happens to you know just be more fluent than Clyde on on pass routes or just you know the the communication maybe you know it's always kind of tough with pass protections you know that stuff matters and you know a, a veteran like McKinnon just may be having that advantage over him but we we don't know that until we see you know obviously in training camp but I, I really hope Clyde can just take that passing down role and run with it and McKinnon's more of just that change of pace guy that, you know, if they need that third back to step in and eat some snaps, he obviously can, man. He, he looked great down the stretch last year. I'm glad they brought him back. I think he's the third down back. Well, and but then and so that's the thing. I mean, is 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 Clyde just not ever going to be used as that passing down back we all saw? Well, maybe you know, it's up LSU. to him. It's, up, it's mean, up to him and what he shows. It's up to him and exactly. what he shows. And and I do think, you know, there there's something to to say about, you know, last year coming into with a gallbladder surgery that got him down, you know, to a very unhealthy weight, you know, having to play through that without really saying anything, 
Um, just the, the couple of times he kind of got hot during the season, then he gets hurt. You know, I, I do think there is something to Clyde is just, it's, it's kind of had some bound, bad bounces. And I think if he gets on a roll, if he really, you know, gets a full stretch of, uh, of, of games to, to get in a rhythm, man, you know, there are some good snaps from him and, 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 and an increase in the passing game. I could really see his utilization being far more impactful this year and, and, and really, you know, being something to prove this year. I think they've got three starters that could play with other teams. I mean, Clyde's obviously a yeah. starter. I think Ronald Jones, Rojo uh, can be a starter. Uh, McKinnon, I don't think the whole wear and tear on McKinnon a full year, but he could be a, you know, a, a second number two back or number three back for a team. So I wouldn't say he could start for another NFL team, but Derek Gore, man, Derek Gore's a guy that I could see if he was on a team and he got the bulk of carries. I liked what I saw from him. I thought he was on his way up and the chiefs obviously like you enough to bring him back, but Derek Gore, what he can provide, like I have no doubt in my mind with him and the way he works and just kind of a chip on the shoulder that he doesn't have something to say about things in St. Joe because he showed me flashes that I have never seen from Clyde. No, I, well, I, I was going to say I agree with, you know, I agree with what you were saying. I was really impressed with Derek Gore. I mean, I think, you know, I think him and Clyde have shown actually similar flashes, which, you know, is probably an indictment on Clyde more than, you know, more than anything. But I, I really like what I saw from Gore last year. He, I feel like there was some really good vision snaps where he just really knew where to go, took good angles, and that's why he had those couple 50-yard – you know, he had a 50-yard touchdown run. And then it was actually in the preseason, I guess. But that screen pass, you know, for a touchdown last season, I do remember. Man, he really read his blocks well. He's really – he just seems to really be able to operate a box, know where to go. And that's where, I, you know, I, I thought he was going to be that third or fourth back. But now with with having that trio that we just talked about, McKinnon, Clyde, and Ronald Jones, I mean, that's a very solid trio. You might do do something a little different with your fourth spot rather than just having another running back that's just, you know, maybe a, a solid running back like Gore is. Maybe you go with more of that flashy, you know, um, like a Pacheco, you know, maybe a little more straight-ahead speed. Maybe, you know, maybe someone that's more of a special teams guy right away. Um, and, you know, more of a, you know, Ely's kind of the same way. You know, he's, a, he's listed as a running back or receiver. You know, maybe they go a little more creative with the fourth spot, knowing they have a, a very solid trio of running backs for those one, two, three. Uh, you know, Ronald Jones called it a one, two, three punch uh, today. Um, so, uh, you know, it'll be interesting. But, yeah, I, I, I think they might switch it up. And Gorgeous might be the odd man out, which I think he could catch on somewhere else and be a very productive player if that is the case. But I'd like to stick around because I did. I, I agree with you. I did like what I saw from him last year. Talking to Ron Cop, lead analyst over at ArrowheadPride.com. You guys are doing a fantastic job covering minicamp and Pete's notes, man. Pete's notes are. Uh, I know. Pete's notes are outstanding, man. I mean, Pete. It's just like, man, just even the match with the golf was unbelievable. But he's doing a crazy <laughs> job out there now. What, what do you make of Chris Jones and a lot of the questions he was answering? Because he was still asked about defensive tackle, defensive end. Like, that was still brought up. Like, it could still be a possibility. And he says it's all scheme. I mean, he, he didn't commit to either one of them. And I think we're going to see a hint of that next year. I think it's mostly going to be on the inside. But I do think he finds some snaps on the outside. Well, that's how, that's how it should be. Or this is how it should be where he is a, you know, a situational edge rusher at certain times when – because he can take advantage of, of the right player with the, just his pure size and speed combination. 
But he should. He, but I think last year they just leaned too far into, hey, he's going to be a starting defensive end and be a situational interior rusher. No, I, I think it needs to be the opposite way. And and it needs to be very situational in terms of it, it shouldn't be a lot, I don't think. Um, but yeah, I, 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 you know, he, he literally said he, you know, I learned the end and it's hard as hell. I mean, that was his set. That was exactly what he said. And I think that points to them being, you know, kind of self-correcting that and saying, look, you know, we, we probably should have just kept you inside. We're going to keep you inside this year. And then, you know, in situation like you mentioned, just get out on the edge. You know, there was a few plays, uh, you know, against the Browns, he, you know, he, he flew off the edge a couple of times, beat good offensive tackles around around the the edge for sacks. Just didn't happen a lot. It, it didn't. Uh, you know, uh, he took advantage of Storm Norton, the Chargers' right tackle, and and he, you know, it could still be that same situation this year. So, you know, he he's a guy that can just take advantage of bad matchups wherever they happen on the line. But if you want to get the most, you know, out of him from a snap to snap basis, man, he needs to be coming from the inside. He's just so disruptive. And, you know, I will say, it seems like he's put on some weight, man. It seems like he, he's kind of – maybe last year he kind of slimmed down to be more of a DN. I like him being more, a little more bulky, you know, being able to maybe, you know, power, you know, uh, bull rush people, you know, power people a little more. While also having that explosive that he's going to have, he's just a freak of an athlete like that. So, you know, I like I like Jones maybe getting more to, to com, you know, completely being a D-tackle this year. I think that it'll, it'll help him. And that's the thing. Yeah, that's low start to last year. You know, if he played the entire year like he did down the stretch, man, he'd be a, a lot bigger, uh, you know, a defensive player of the year candidate. You know, that, that is something that needs to be mentioned. Um, once he made that move, that, you know, into the interior last year, he was, a, he was a legitimate defensive player of the year candidate along with, like, T.J. Watt and, and uh, Aaron Donald. Awesome stuff, Ron. Ron Kopp, lead analyst here at Pride.com. Follow him on Twitter at Ron underscore Kopp, K-O-double-P. Ron, have a good evening, my friend. Yes, sir, Jay. I appreciate you. Thank you. Take care. Take a time out. Uh, there's actually something uh, kind of cool, Grant, that I think you're going to like. It's uh, another sporting event in Kansas City coming next year, and it uh, couldn't be in a nicer little venue. I'll explain that next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Well, the Stanley Cup is on right now. Colorado Avalanche up 3-1 to one on the Tampa Bay Lightning. It's on main TV. It's on Channel 9 tonight at ABC. I'm glad they put the Stanley Cup on those, man. Get it some spotlight. Avalanche have been cruising, man. But one thing about the Lightning is this could be their third straight Stanley Cup. No bigger hockey city than Tampa, Florida. Look None. at your windroom. I see some some lightning right now. Oh, is it lightning out there now? It's starting to creep in. Oh, is it? It's getting pretty getting dark. Storm. I see some raindrops. Finally getting that storm. Speaking of hockey, my friend, guess what's coming to Kansas City? And we've had these things before. But the, uh, the, uh, the exhibition that the, uh, the NHL does here in Kansas City, Next year, it's going to be the Blues. I think it's October 1st. The Blues and the Stars. They're going to play the Cable Dahmer. Listen, I like the, I love the T-Mobile Center. They're not putting it in T-Mobile? No, it's in, it's in Cable Dahmer, man. I'm telling you, I don't, I don't know if you spent much time out there at the different events. I mean, watching Mavericks games is, is fun. It's, it's a great arena. I mean, it is, it is really, really a great arena. 
but there is not a bad seat in that house. You know, you're talking about like 5,000 seats. You know, there's no like upper deck. Everything is kind of lower deck. You know, the, the hockey's 50 feet away from you. But you want to talk about intense seeing NHL. Listen, I like the ECHL. There's no question about it. But you go to an NHL game, the first thing you notice is the speed. Just the speed difference, the hitting, the precision passing. Now, not say to me, ECHL guys don't go on and play pro. And we've seen it happen this year even. But the bottom line is, you get these games in a place like Cable Dahmer. I just think the arena itself makes it even more attractive to those people that want to be introduced to NHL hockey. Because I always recommend, if you're getting into hockey, just drive down to St. Louis and watch the Blues play. But, yeah, it's presented by the Kansas City Mavericks, October 1st, in Cable Dahmer, St. Louis Blues and Dallas Stars. I've been to a handful of Mavs games. They're pretty good there. And that is a good arena. Oh, it's fun, man. So that might be something I might be interested. I got a friend who's a Dallas Stars fan. I might be might check it out. It's fun, but here's the thing. If if you want to go to it, make sure if you like going to Mavs games there, which I do myself, but if you go there to watch the NHL, like we don't you don't have the NHL here. You gotta go to their cities, but if you want to see just some, some insane hockey in a great little environment. It's like it's like going and watching an NFL game over here at Shawnee Mission North. You know what I'm saying? It's like watching an NFL game in a small place like that. It's crazy. It's crazy. I remember how cool it was when Division II was playing their national title game in football over at uh, Children's Mercy. Now there's more people. It holds like, what, 19,000 or something, but it was still... Again, you're not talking about the major upper deck. It was a ton of fun to watch Division II football in that smaller arena. I just think there's something to it, and I think it's kind of fun. Coming up next, the Chiefs spoke again today. Chris Jones, defensive tackle, defensive end. What's he prefer? Tell you next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Oh.
O'Reilly.